Leahy. Stephen, how are you? Uh, yeah, alive, which is, you know, the most you can ask of anyone these days. Yeah, it started coming off the weekend and it was a bit like I didn't know what to do with myself all weekend. Yeah. So I'm, I was just a bit all over the shop. Looking forward, though, to the long weekend. Long weekend. And this wouldn't I, be Riverfest. Oh, sorry, continue. And I am delighted that I am delighted that the hour has sprung forward. Why? Because it just gives evenings and I love having longer days. No, it gives you shorter evenings. No, you idiot. Wait. Jesus Christ. Yeah, sorry. You're right. It gives you the longer. See, this is why we should just do away with the fucking thing altogether. Daylight savings. Yeah, needless counterfusion. Yeah, I, I really don't. I think it's kind of a daft thing. It's like something that should have been done away with a long time ago. Yeah, and I, I don't know why we held on to it other than just tradition and formality. Because the, the European Union have been trying to get rid of it for now for ages. Yeah, I think they are getting rid of it. However, we are on a different... I, th- I think we, we're kind of going to be stuck with whatever Britain do and they're always backward as fuck anyway. I would really like if all of Europe, ourselves included, were to do away with it and the Brits kept it because that would be so confusing, especially uh, crossing the border into Northern Ireland. I remember, I think there was a town in Limerick and they they didn't adhere to daylight savings and the rest of the country was adhering to it. So there was two different times. You're joking. Yeah, this this is like going back to you know this could be going back to the earlier part of the twentieth century, but I think that there was a there was a town and they had their own time zone going on. Wasn't the Soviet? Was it? No, no, no. This was um, it's just a town in Limerick. I don't know why they didn't change. It could have been like Kilmallock or somewhere, you know. <coughs> That's so beautifully Limerick. I I I love that. I wish that was still a thing. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I read about it somewhere, but it's it's, it's so in my distant memory yeah. that I can't really contribute anything more. Fair enough. No, I, I would get rid of it just because it confuses people and it it doesn't really have any reason to. Do you know, it's... Nah, it's fine. Because mm. um, yeah. that, uh, that extra hour of daylight in the winter, I could really do it. I hate... When it gets dark at three o'clock, it's it's just agonizing. Oh, I hate I hate when it gets dark early. Yeah, I just it's such a kick in the nerds. Yeah, like I I would gladly trade an hour in the summer, uh, for for a hamburger today. That like sometimes like in the, in the depth of summer, on the odd day you'd get you know dusk until until midnight. That extra hour ain't gonna make no difference to no one. But if it's you know. Four o'clock instead of three o'clock uh, on the 21st of December, I would be happy to make that trade. I suppose the thing is people would be going to work in the dark. and that's... You go to work in the dark in, in the winter anyway. Yeah, but like kids going to school in the dark and things. Fuck them. Fuck them. Back in my day, we had to go to school in the dark, in our bare feet, uh, with our 
with our um, skin peeled off to form shoelaces and just polished black. Ah, uh, yeah, Kilkenny was behind the rest of the country, all right. It was, yeah. You, I remember the first time we ever came into Kilkenny together and you'd been slagging me loads about Kilkenny being a Protestant town. Mm-hmm. And as we were pulling in, I was like, no, this is, you know, this, this is this is not this a, a Protestant town. And then you pointed at this big, beautiful glass building on a hill and you were like, that's nice. What's that? And it was the uh, the vicar's house. Ah, uh, yeah. It is very Protestant down there. Yeah. It has it it has its moments. When I was young, you'd know which shops were were Protestant and which ones were Catholic by uh, whether or not they opened on Sundays. Oh yeah, but I I'm suppose, sure you go on. I suppose a lot of it was just to do with the butlers of Ormond. Yeah, one thing I found really interesting about. Uh, for for people listening, the butlers obviously the butlers of Ormond, the people who resided up until the the mid seventies in in Kilkenny Castle, in some form or another. I was doing a tour, you know the way you do the touristy stuff. Anytime you bring someone who's never been to your town to your town, yeah. And one of the last times I was doing it, I noticed in the timeline, say they discussed, say I guess from. 1600s or whatever and then they spoke up to about 1919 and then they took up again slightly after in the 30s and they said in the meantime all the the current residents of the castle just moved on and all the tourists were like oh yeah okay 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 and I just thought ye fucking hooers that was the (laughs) the war the war of independence and you're just going to blast over all that what is probably a really interesting story for why these people just fucked off into the ether at that particular specific time yeah Kilkenny the Kilkenny Castle and the Ormonds they're quite an interesting crew are they yeah Kilkenny in the seven in the 1640s uh it was the it was like the capital of the Catholic Confederacy Oh. And a, in the 1740s then, I think uh, the second duke was storing, I think, dynamite wow. in the castle in uh, preparation for a potential sort of a coup, if you will. Mm. He was um, a pigeon. And he, he ended up leave it he ended up he had to ended up fleeing to france anyway and he lost title of duke so he was the last duke of ormond but interestingly enough tipperary was under the ormond control which meant that it was basically was like little duchy okay that was the left hand side that was controlled by the duke and it it was sort of separate to the overall kingdom of Ireland. And then after the second duke fled, it came back under control of the... But it was it was just an interesting legal kind of a point. That... I never knew that. Mm. 
I can't remember the word for it now, but yeah, very interesting stuff. Yeah. Oh, times have changed since from being a Catholic stronghold. It was a Catholic, well, it was a Catholic stronghold. The butlers were all Catholic, uh, except for the, except for the first Duke. His family would have all been Catholic. He was, he went and was raised, I think, I think it was James the, James the first had him raised as a kind of ward of court and he was one of his teachers actually was dr fell the television presenter you know i do not like the dr fell the reasons no. why i cannot tell you know that no. it's a famous um it's a famous poem it was made into a song by juliet turner oh no hmm. thought you would know from her i thought you'd I thought she'd be somebody you would have liked as a musician. No, I, to be honest, I've never even listened to her, but I will now. Mm, it's a nice song. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting history of Kilkenny. Kilkenny does have... I mean, Jesus, we could dedicate a whole episode to the history of Kilkenny. Alice Kittler herself is is a fan, uh, fascinating subject. Mm. Just the whole trying to suppress her, whatever you want to call it, her her, her business. <laughs> yeah. Um she has a a really interesting twi- uh, twisted narrative with different bishops and different uh, uh, political figures that got her in and out of trouble. Uh, she's a, she's a fascinating figure and I think it's just real pity that her legacy is is that she was a witch because she's that one of those great examples of a strong female figure who was just too too much of a strong female figure for her time and everyone went yeah you're a witch fuck off yeah burnham says i Burnham. <laughs> yeah, it, long it is. It, it, it's a nice city. I would totally recommend for anyone come and visit. Do not come and visit right now. We're handling COVID quite well, so if you could not, uh, that'd be good. I like Kilkenny as a city. It's sort of it, there's a fun air to it. There is, yeah. It's it, it's it's just arty enough, but still with that kind of spirit of devilment, probably because of all the, the hen parties and stag parties. It's nice. It's, it's, it's a nice place to take a short little sojourn. Mm. Mm. How are you anyway? Any other news? Of- Not particularly. It's been a quiet week for me. I'm really, really looking forward to this long weekend. And you, you bastard, have gotten yourself an entire week off for yourself. Yeah, I am so looking forward to it. I'm jealous AF, I'm still trying to decide what to do on my own holidays this year, whether to scrimp and save till Christmas like I did last year or space them out. I haven't really worked out. But what will you do with your week off? I am going to have a good time. Yeah? Yeah. A lot of autoerotic asphyxiation. That kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm going I'm to, I'm just really looking forward to just having a bit of time off. And yeah, no, it'll be nice now. Are you going to use it as time off your dieting and exercising? Oh, yeah. You are? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's allowed. That's fair. Yeah, no, I'm going and I'm looking forward to that too. So now that you know you're going to piss it all up a tree, what progress have you made in the last week? I suppose, let me just think. I think I'm I'm about the same, but I sort of leveled off, if you will. I think last week I had... I had reached a certain weight, but it was just me reaching down to it. Whereas this week, I'm sort of like, 
that's where where I'm at. I, you know, I'm ready to go another bit. Is that a really roundabout trying to fill out the word count of an essay version of saying I've done fuck all? No, I I just uh, uh, like I, I think think I hit another two pounds and then it went up again. But I've been just sticking with it and doing well. Still eating well? Still eating well. Yeah. Still off the booze? I'm off the booze. I'm not. I'm I'm looking forward though to being back on the booze. On the booze, yes. And still doing your exercising? Still doing my... I haven't been as diligent with the exercising. Okay. I need to up the ante on that. Yes, and the uncle. The weather was so shit over the weekend, it really put me off. Mm-hmm. It was mank. And and this week, as punishment, is going to be gorgeous, which is, is extremely frustrating indeed. I went out on Saturday morning doing a run, and I got super wet also. Why did you? Did you see some hot boys, was it? <laughs> That's not how the man's body works. What am biology? So yeah, did you see the Suze Canal got a bit of a reversing job done? Boat over the river cry. Yeah, that was so funny. Can't... And they got it out today, Monday, as we as we record. Mm. They did the right job on it. It was so the ever given the the boat it was stuck for six days it it took me a while to understand just just the scale of the boat like there were twenty thousand freight containers on it. It's massive it's a big boat it's huge and like i I saw someone put it put it great into put it into great context in that it's a joke that knew when to die like it it slowed down global shipment immeasurably for for that amount of time and it it was annoying but it was funny and it lasted just long enough that no one was inconvenienced so badly that it had to stop being funny yeah it did you see that somebody so some lads on their ships because they were killing time or whatever yeah do you saw this they were drawing dicks they were drawing dicks on the navigation (laughs) thing yeah it's always nice to, to hear somebody using their their time appropriately. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to be said about a well-placed dick. Mm. And that was uh, one of the better-placed ones now that I've ever seen. That was excellent. Mm. It was good. It was good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed that. It's it's. What else are you going to do? You know, it, it speaks a lot to the, the humor and the mindset of, of the sailors when they were doing that. A, a great bunch of seamen. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it, it was funny. A lot of great memes. That meme of the massive ship and the tiny JCB trying to push it out. That's going to get a lot of mileage for a while. That's a fantastic meme. It did make me think, though, this is just another incredible farce of 21 so far. That reality is just melting. Like, this feels like the final season of humanity and the writers are kind of just having fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. This past year has been... Wild. Just a clusterfuck, really. I mean, everything... I mean, even during the week, last week, 
Joe Biden came out and used the fantastic phrase, the Brits, like everything is surreal and weird now. And people's minds have just started fucking melting because because uh, of the, the COVID. It's this is the, the final season of humanity. Yeah, I saw Biden come out with that one. It was quite, what you think? quite amusing. Wasn't it? Like he was he was raised on rebel songs. I'm coming more and more to think. Do you know what was quite funny is, have you been, did you see the, the Joe Bradley thing? I'm not sure. Go on. Where he, he was on the Clare, they were having a United Ireland special. Right. And he, he was on it and he was saying that about the DUPs being racist, racist homophobes. No, I didn't see this. Uh, I, I saw the fallout, but I didn't know what it was about. And they cut him off. And then he took to like his Twitter and and just posted loads of articles where the DUP were being racist homophobes. <laughs> and how did it pan out? Like it, it's it is so ridiculous that they can't they're not willing to accept that the DUP are racist homophobes. Mm. I mean it's kinda like like worst things were said about Donald Trump when he was in power, right? Yeah. But on on RT, why why can they not just why can they not just say what's fucking glaringly obvious? Why are our own untouchable? Yeah. Yeah. But Arlene Foster is in favour of giving give, us the old vaccines, giving us loads of vaccines. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that again. I, Am I not, like? Am I being too cynical and thinking that's just very tokenistic? Like she's she's not going to be able to do that. Well, it's in their interest to do so because because then she will only be running across giving them all COVID again. But can she do that? Doesn't Bojo kind of have to? Well, give... well, he he was. She was saying that she raised it with him when he came to Fermanagh. Hmm. Because. Irish Prime Minister Micheál Martin did say that that Johnson told him, "No, we got to take care of our own first. That ain't going to happen." Yeah. Well, the thing is, they're flying through theirs. Yeah, we have as of today, eight hundred thousand uh, vaccinated, five hundred seventy thousand of which are first round, two hundred twenty thousand are second, which implies just how low our rate is that only. Really, only two hundred thousand are fully vaccinated. It's fucking redonkulous. It's incredibly slow and crap. Did you see what was happening in the Beacon Hospital? Oh, mother of fuck! Why is Ireland always such a fitting case study for institutional corruption? Why do we always fuck it up? Don't I don't think it was particularly corrupt i think it was just you know they were told to do one thing and they they kind of went off using their initiative when they weren't supposed to be using their initiative the it's absolute uh, institutional corruption one of the board members uh, of the beacon hospital assigned vaccinations to the teachers of his kids private school um yeah, I, I mean these were this these were leftover vaccines or whatever, and I do think it. I don't think it's corruption as much as 
oh, here we have these, we can give them off, but it's just not what they were meant to be doing. Um, but leftover when there's so many people yeah. within even the beacon itself who had, you know, a serious uh, uh, pre-existing conditions or who really needed it. This was like he <laughs> to paraphrase Bo Burnham, l- like a tampon thief, he pulled some serious strings. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, and now the beacon are saying not only will they not confirm the vaccination status of their board members or their administration or the family members, which is fine. They won't even now confirm who is on their board. The, They've just closed ranks. I, I saw this floating around and I thought it was kind of funny. Beacon, Ridiculous. Beacon vaccine rollout plan. Number one, healthcare workers. Number two, over 75s. Number three, people who pronounce Garda like Gorda. <laughs> Number four, guys called Hugo, Sebastian, etc. Five, people who have been skiing at least twice. Six Irish Times subscription holders. Seven people from Greystones. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's it's funny and but it's infuriating. Like time and time again, these institutions just fuck it up, and like it it should be funny, but it's the fact that you can make those jokes like oh. You know, all all fucking vaccinations get a pre- you get a preference if your name is Fiacre. It's it's how true that is that makes it so infuriating. It it was fair stupid. I don't know how the like it was just so stupid because it's so under the microscope. Mm. You know, it's, yeah, you're you're going to be found out, and it's going to be a a big political shitstorm. Why do it? Uh, yeah, to, to, because people aren't as smart as we give them credit for. And this fucking ding-a-ling just went, yeah, do you know what? I got to protect the teachers in my kids' school. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe your heart was in the right place, but your fucking head wasn't. Yeah. No, fucking donkeys. Oh, Ridiculous. I am thinking about I'm I'm going to try do some upper body strength work. Oh really? Like what? Mm. Are you going back to the pole dancing? No, I'm going to just do a bit of weightlifting and stuff. I've decided. Okay. But I've I was just I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, my arms are a bit weedy. Need to okay. need to sort that shit out. Okay. So I'm gonna to try to do a bit more of that. Are you going to go to a guy? Can't go to a gyme because all the gymes are closed. So, so you're not going to be a gymecologist. What? What? How will you do it? Will you buy some weights? Will um, you fill big bottles of water and lift those? I um, I have a kind of a weight bag thing there. I'm going to use that. What that? It's just a big bag, kind of like a sandbag thing. Okay. Well, going to do squats. Sure, why not? But that's for your legs, not your upper body, but. Sure, why not? For your whole, yeah. But you see, the power lifters are 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 squatting. Yeah, but like, you know, I'm my arms and my shoulders and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of what what I was looking at at working. 
So you're going to bench press? Uh, I'll, I'll find a good workout and I'll just do it. Will you work handstands in there somehow? Handstands? Why? Because if you can do push-ups like vertical, that'd be dope. That would be pretty dope. Yeah. If I could do push-ups horizontal, I'd be happy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that that'd be great if you if you could, if you could start it, uh, uh, and we can keep track of your progress as that goes. Hmm. So yeah, that that's sort of my next. Excellent. Thing. And then you can start working on those buns of steel. My buns of steel. So I'm going to. I was going to do a bit of bit of weightlift and just just see how it goes for me. I think I think it would be a nice. It'd be something that would improve my aesthetic. Yes, with some big old guns. Mm. What would you name them? Hugo and Sebastian. Hugo and Sebastian. That's fine. Finton and Fiacre is equally good. Uh, yeah, I I I I totally support you in this. Of course, I do. So I'm going to do that. I I've been thinking about it for a while, and I just haven't made the made the push. So I said I'd say it in the podcast because that way you'll have to. I feel obligated. Yeah. Do uh, and do you know what? We we've kind of let the Instagram die a little bit. Do some pictures for for the Instagram story or or just the Instagram page uh, in general, and people can follow it on uh, I believe Health Binge Podcast on the Instagram. Mm. Yeah, I'll stick something up. Do. No nudes. Hmm? No nudes, please. One nude. Tasteful. Tasteful, like... Might have something just covering my nipples. Yes. No, free the nipple. I have a question for you. I have an answer. Let's see, do they match? I was thinking about this the beacon thing and, uh, and just people who who work and who are still working and the way like myself working from home kind of just going out to the shop or dressing up for the post office has kind of become like the new Galway races for a lot of people Uh, and those interactions you have with the people in the shops now is like the highlight of your social week I was wondering what essential worker has made the biggest difference in your life in, in the past year who do you look forward to interacting with the most Adam above and super value. Really? Hmm. What does he do? He is a nice young lad who, who kind of, when I went into the shop ages ago, he was talking to me. He said, I came to his school and we all kind of just have a bit of a chat when I meet him then. Ah, that's nice. Yeah. He brightens up your day a bit. Yeah. And he likes the bit of comedy and he was kind of asking me about that. So. Yeah. Just a nice fella. Ah, fair play. Do a shout out to Adam from Super Value in in, in Killaloo. Mm. Is it in Killaloo? I assume. Yep. Fair play to him. Mm. How about you? Uh, I don't know. I I I've been going to that CBD coffee shop, Little Collins, the one that keeps getting raided in Kilkenny, and I like the people in there. Like so much so that on Paddy's day, when I was walking down the street, I heard a well, and I just realised, oh shit, I go to that shop too much now because I can be pinpointed. Uh, uh, on the street then again I'm kind of recognisable anyway so maybe I should just not think about that too much also the person who works in the in the vape shop in Kilkenny is just a very nice person and kind of you come you, you're in a good mood leaving the shop she's got a nice uh, unusual voice and is very helpful hmm. there's also a lady she 
paints pictures and she works in the cafe in in Ballina and and I bought one of her oil paintings of what it was an oil painting of Tauntina, which is a hill in Killaloo. Ah, photograph wouldn't have done you. Um, hang on, I see. Can I give her a plug? What plug? So, her name is Anais Ignard. And Anais? Uh, I believe it's pronounced Anais. Okay. So, A-N-A-I-S. I-S. Ignard, I-G-N-A-R-D. So is she on the Facebook? She is on Instagram, so you can go on Instagram and check out all her lovely paintings. I'm going to go on that right now and see what her standard is like and whether you have wasted money on art or not. Uh, the fifth one in is the painting I bought. Oh, very interesting. The framed one? Framed one, yeah. Ah, I see you have liked it. So, yes, that, that's a nice painting. It's a nice painting. I like it. Nice use of colour, a uh, uh, good watercolour technique as well. I've been thinking about getting a, a watercolour-y kind of tattoo that I, I would like. Well, this is a picture of her in the next one then, yes? Yeah. That seems like a nice person. And you have liked all of these pictures again, you big pervert. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Yeah, if, if you're into kind of landscape uh, paintings and, and nice kind of rural Irish scenery, as she is a super one to check out uh, please go give her a follow on Anis Ignard that'd be super cool do you know who she reminds me of who I always thought is super cool uh, is a woman called Biddy McLaughlin right. have you heard of her nope she is is a painter and is like a folk storyteller who operates out of Jesus I wonder what the fuck she does these days during COVID who operates out of her cottage in I believe Dawkey and you can book an appointment not an appointment but whatever you call it and go to her house and she'll make you cookies and tell you stories of Ireland of old and you can buy her paintings or whatever in her little house and it always just I, I first heard about her when I was working on this like little travel magazine and I had to write articles about different different things in Dublin Bay and when I was interacting with her she was a lovely person and just the the service she she offers it always seemed really really a- a- authentic compared to a lot of the tourist shit you can do in, in Dublin Bay hmm fair enough hmm Right, we'll leave it at that, so Adam. And yes, so um, concludes our tourism podcast. And I will tell. Yeah, it was very tourist heavy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay, good luck, Adam. All the best, Steve. Stay away from yourself. I won't.